Hey guys, this is Jake here. Uh, hope y'all like the ambiance of me recording this in my back patio. Hear all the sounds of outside, which is fun. Hopefully you guys are doing okay, and hopefully you're inside because of this bizarre world that we're living in right now. Just wanted to come in at the beginning here and say, you know, me and Dustin still doing okay. And this episode that you're about to listen to was recorded uh, before the shit hit the fan in America. Um, we recorded it, I think, like the first week of March or something, and yeah. Things have changed a lot since then, and uh, again, we're hoping you guys are staying safe. Uh, like many people out there, I myself am considered an essential worker, so if y'all are expecting us to be like, oh, they're stuck at home quarantine, they're going to be making so many podcasts, that's unfortunately not the case. Uh, you know, my time is pretty limited right now, but we're going to keep getting these out as much as we can, and uh, we'll probably do a bigger you know, probably just a standalone thing, just talking about, you know, just a little discussion on what we're doing and what we're snacking on, obviously, during quarantine. But uh, but anyway, I uh, hope you all enjoy this episode and stay safe out there. My dogs are barking, so I should probably shut up now. So without further ado, let's start the episode. Glasses are very reflecty. That's a lot of porn yeah. that I see that you're watching. <laughs> Should be reflecting your face. <laughs> nope, I just see a lot of lot of wieners. <laughs> Did that help? That wasn't a porn denial, by the way. <laughs> a lot of wieners. <laughs> Sorry, I'm on lotofwieners.com. Yeah, the you know sometimes one's not enough, so you got to go to lotofwieners.com. <laughs> that's that's their tagline. And their proud sponsor, the Dudes Watch Disney uh, Podcast. <laughs> Which we'd like to welcome you all to right now. Uh, I'm Jake. I'm Dustin. And, and we're, we're doing a bonus episode today. We are dudes. Uh, we're talking about dudes right now. Uh, <laughs> but we normally talk about Disney. And today we're talking about a Disney movie. But not one that's... Uh, this is going to take way too long to explain. <laughs> a Disney movie, but not one, he just said. Yeah. It's not part of the official Disney canon, which is why this is a bonus episode, because while it was made under the giant umbrella of Disney, this was made by their television animation division. We have layers of umbrellas. Yes. <laughs> That's a thing, I'm sure. <laughs> um, uh, th- it was made by, at the time, the company was called Disney Movie Tunes. Um, it later rebranded to a few different names. Uh, I think its last one was Disney Tune Studios. Um mm-hmm. But their their first release was a feature film release, and it was uh, DuckTales Treasure. Uh, sorry, DuckTales the movie Ooh. Treasure of the Lost Lamp. It's a very wordy title. I feel it is. Like it really could, is. You could just call it DuckTales the movie. Like right. Like someone should have won it. Walked in there with a red pin and scratched out one of those subtitles. <laughs> Branding aside, um, what are your childhood memories of this film? 
Well, it's one, like, if you asked me what happens in this movie, it w- I would be like, I don't know, I haven't watched it in a long time, I'm not sure I remember. But then, like, as soon as I started watching, it was like, I knew almost every line they were going to say before they said it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, same here. So it's in there, it's just deep in there, I guess. Yeah, and it's a, it's a fairly shallow film, I noticed, which is why I think I remember, like, dialogue and not so much, like, what the hell's gonna happen in this Right, thing? that could be. But, uh, yeah, I watched this a, a ton, um... Especially because, like, as we got older, it was uh, it became a grandma's house movie as well, and I would pop it in over there. Um, but ironically, I didn't really watch Ducktales all that often. Just just this movie was all we had. Well, we also had uh, like a VHS of like two of the episodes. Yeah, right. One of which is actually like the first episode of the show. It turns out I learned from oh. looking at uh, Disney Plus earlier tonight. Because I was like, oh, let me see what the first first episode's like. And it's like, oh, I know every line of this, too, because I watched it a gajillion times. The bad girl turns the the dog gang into clones. The Beagle Boys. Yes, the Beagle Boys. Uh, Magica, I think, is her name. Okay. Yeah. I don't remember So she that turns one. them into the Huey, Dewey, and Louie, and then they, you know, okay. cause some mischief. And then she turns herself into the, uh, the, uh, the nanny. Yeah, Beakley? This is Beakley. Beakley, yeah. I wrote it down somewhere. I didn't remember that one, but I, the second one on the tape, they had like a device that could stop time, and I remembered yep. that way more because they go to like a baseball game and like pull down somebody's pants or something. And that is a thing. It, it took a confirm. weird turn in the middle. <laughs> it almost turned into lotofweeners.com. <laughs> in addition, uh, while I was trying to kill some time tonight, I decided to check that out as some show prep, and then also checked out the first episode of the revival of the series that uh, began in oh, 2017. Yeah. Yes, which um, uh, yuk. Oh, you didn't care for it? I've actually watched a bit of that. Um, I don't know if it starts strong or anything, but there was a time when I turned it on because there was fucking nothing on. I was like, all right, this is kind of funny. I yeah, the animation's very jarring for me. Like, I can't. It doesn't look anything like the first one. Anime Ducktales. Yeah, a bit. But uh, yeah, Ducktales has, has had a resurgence. Um, did they bring back the theme song for the new one? Uh, they did. Well, I mean, I think they re-recorded it. Like with it sounds right. like some sort of like. Jonas Brothers type band uh, performing it. Um, Sweet, but but they yeah, it's the same song, and you know it does seem like they they cut a weird line. I remember I don't remember what it was now, but I remember thinking that's not how that goes. But now I can't reproduce it, so this is quality programming <laughs> we're bringing to the people. Absolutely, always. But yeah, it's, you know, as we mentioned before, didn't have Disney Channel growing up, so didn't see. A lot of DuckTales or other shows of the time. Well, they actually decided to to syndicate this show. They, um, you know, it aired on, on a variety of networks. That's what syndication is, um, for yes. those who are, you know, <laughs> uninformed. Um, they saw it, it was a controversial uh, decision by uh, the what, Michael Eisner. That's his name, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, you know, he decided they could actually make potentially more money by syndicating it out. Um you know, getting reaching a broader audience than they would have gotten on the early days of the uh, Disney Channel of, you know, in 1988 when the show started. Right. Um, well, they didn't syndicate it on Nickelodeon, so I didn't well, see no. it. <laughs> That's all I would have been watching at the time. Yeah, I don't remember watching this or like the subsequent uh, shows like Tailspin, which everyone else that's my age, you know, will tell you all about Tailspin, but I don't remember yeah. watching it at all. I, I know nothing about Tailspin. <laughs> I think it's Jungle Book characters, but uh, that's about all I got. I want to say Launchpad is still involved, but maybe not. He's in everything then, because he's also in Darkwing Duck. 
which well, I did watch yeah. the crap out of that. I didn't watch that. I well, they later uh, showed those reruns when we got Toon Disney, circa like two thousand one or two, which is when right. I watched all my Disney. Another Disney syndicated show uh, was Gargoyles, which I remember yep, a lot of people in, in my grade being super into, too. I mean, I remember I watched a couple episodes, but I don't think it ever really did anything for me. I think we had a couple toys, maybe. I want to say they were like McDonald's toys, maybe. Oh, it could have been. That would make sense. Yeah. McDonald's hits. <laughs> I had it for dinner. <laughs> oh, there you go. You know what I'm talking about. We had it uh, Friday. Like... Uh, we also had McDonald's breakfast on Friday. That's our tradition that we have. McDonald's breakfast you, in bed. You go to Fridays. McDonald's twice <laughs> on Friday. Well, no, that that's not normally part of the tradition. The breakfast part. What is, a tradition! Um, <laughs> that's not a bad tradition. No, we decided because the boy had a very low fever that you know we would he might need nuggets to make him feel better. Even though like Remy <laughs> we better eats, all like, stay home. Right. Even Remy eats half a nugget and is full. Like he's not like right. a huge eater. So this was this meant we ate a bunch of extra nuggets. So let me just <laughs> That's this how is, it goes. We're way too early for the talking snack portion of the program. <laughs> but let me just go through our standard McDonald's order, which is okay. large uh double quarter pounder meal for me. No onions, of course. Uh obviously. Large Big Mac meal for my wife. And then uh we split a ten piece McNugget. That's our standard. Then... Now, now, this time we got a happy meal for the boy, which, you know, he, of course, ate. Yeah. You know, that's very little a love. Mount, a mountain of fries are in this bag. <laughs> right. So, a mountain of fries, you know, are five nuggets a piece plus the rest of his nuggets plus, you know, yep. his fries and our own mm. fries. And, you know, then we uh, went to Sonic after that for ice cream, is where that <laughs> ends, <laughs> which nice. we'll talk about later on in the episode when we get to uh, the talking snack segment about uh, the Reese's Extreme uh, Blast. Let's call it a, a teaser, everybody. Stick around for that one. Ooh, uh, check it out. But, but back to Disney movie tunes here, um, later Disney Toon Studios. They, uh, like I said, the television animation uh, got basically greenlit to write a feature film, but obviously would not the same budget of, uh, you know, their their main Walt Disney Animation Studios, whatever, the A-Team or whatever you want to call it. Um, so this ain't the Little Mermaid folks working on this. It's, you know, the TV show folks. No, um, but I didn't notice any, like, obvious... Uh you know production issues with it or like animation quality yeah. being i mean i guess it's not the same as little mermaid but i don't think it looks shitty by right. any means um i don't think it's been released on like blu-ray or anything yet i have a dvd of it and it looked like a dvd when i'm used to watching blu-rays but that was the only difference i noticed yeah i mean i watched it on disney plus and like it you know looked good um i didn't look up its budget but um it couldn't have been much because it uh, Wikipedia listed that it earned 18 million, which made back its budget and then some. So, you know, yeah, but it was I'm seen assuming... as a disappointment. Uh, there was originally going to be a series of DuckTales movies, and they canceled that after this one. There were going to be other, there was going to be a Chip and Dale's movie and a, a mm. Goofy movie, but all those, um, Goofy movie eventually happens way down the, right. down the line, but they initially right. are, are canceled after the poor uh, box office of this movie. Right. So, so Disney movie tunes here, uh, not really any actual info I need there. Uh, why don't we just go ahead and look at the uh, the filmography of Disney movie tunes studios or later okay, Disney let's. tunes or whatever the fuck it was called. So we start out hot, you know, with a not necessarily a big budget thing, but something you would think would draw, you know, 
people to come to the movies. Hey, it's a TV show is getting its own movie. That happens all the time. They're making like a Bob's Burgers movie this year. Like, you know, TV shows that get ratings sometimes get movies and who knows if they're good or not, but they fucking happen. So we start out with that DuckTales, the movie. Um, but that's going to be like one of few theatrical releases that come from this studio. We, they followed up with return of Jafar, um, about four years afterwards, which is the sequel to Aladdin. Yeah, it's decent. We'll we'll probably revisit that. We got to do Aladdin first, obviously. But uh, I I remember just from watching that, you can very much notice like this looks like the TV show, <laughs> and it's that you know, part of that's direct to video is gonna happen. But uh, for, like plot wise, I remember liking Return of Jafar even as an adult because it's like okay, we took the story and then we followed it logically after that, which. Uh, there's a lot more sequels in this list coming, so I don't remember <laughs> most of them doing that. You know, we brought up Ursula's crazy sister in the Little Mermaid <laughs> episode, so uh, classic. That was followed. <clears throat> that was followed with a Goofy movie, which was another theatrical release. And a Goofy movie is great. I'm not going to say anything bad about that. But then past that, we got Aladdin three uh, with the King of Thieves. They brought back Robin Williams for that one, so it's got True. that going so for they- it. But it was back to direct-to-video. I think all of these for the near future in this list are direct-to-video. Yeah, I think you're right. After that, something called Pooh's Grand Adventure, The Search for Christopher Robin. Then Beauty and the Beast, The Enchanted Christmas, which stars Tim Curry. I know that much. Hey, now. Can't be that bad. Then another Beauty and the Beast called Belle's Magical World. No idea what happens there. Uh, Pocahontas 2. Lion King 2. What happens in Pocahontas 2? Uh, smallpox, I imagine. Oh, no. Or is it like she goes back to England and has to learn she how to be She goes back a, to England. A white girl. Basically. I ha- I watched I watch Pocahontas 2 in my American history class in junior what? high. Yep. Because <laughs> we watched Pocahontas 1, and then it was like, well, why not do this one too? And I was like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> we awesome. were all like 13. <laughs> Well, yeah, um, you obviously had a different uh, American history teacher than I had uh, for mm-hmm. junior high American history because I had this coach um, who was so lazy. Um, he was mm-hmm. definitely like he was the like, I think did he teach? Did he coach the boys? I think just the girls basketball coach. But even that mm-hmm. went to his head and like <laughs> he would just um, it would be Monday. He would have a stack of packets on his desk, and he was like, "Here's your assignment for today. There's tomorrow's. There's Ooh. Wednesdays. You finish this one. You pick up that one. You pick up that one. You know, all the way down the line. It's like you finish them all, then you can read. Like, and that's it <laughs> for, for the, the rest week. of the week. Like, I'm not <laughs> wow. talking to y'all. I'm not doing anything. And then, like, we watched. It was also like he did a semester of American history and then a semester of Arkansas history, where yep. we watched True Grit. Which, I mean, not that, a lot. We happens. watched. We watched that too, but you know, it was Arkansas a bit, so. <laughs> Well, right. Like, not a lot happens in Arkansas. You get, you know, like, the being part of the Louisiana Territory, and then, like, skip ahead Central An earthquake like, happened at some point. Well, right. I guess skip ahead Civil War, and then skip ahead uh, Central High, and yeah. then skip ahead Clinton. Like, that's the list of, of Arkansas shit. I want to say we didn't even make it to, like, the last two units there in our Arkansas history Probably class, not. So. But the guy who wrote True Grid, I think, is from Arkansas, and then it's set, at least starts out in Arkansas, and, you right. know, historically mentions the Hanging hanging Judge Par- uh, Parker. Why are we, we went down an Arkansas rabbit hole, um, which doesn't Pocahontas really apply. Pocahontas 2 got us there. Uh, I had another thing I wanted to say about shitty classes, though, where you watch a lot of movies. <laughs> uh-huh. So, 
in eighth grade, we had to take this class called careers, um, yep. where you were in theory supposed to learn about a lot of different careers and sort of get an idea of where you would want to go, which is a good idea. Um, perhaps doing it later on in high school might be better. Probably. But eighth grade is uh, where we did it. and Or maybe ninth. I think eighth, though. I think eighth. Yeah. Yeah. And so the guy I had for it was, had been the uh, head football coach for a long time. He retired from that, became the athletic director, and then eventually retired from that and then got hired back to teach this careers class. Um, and he gave less than a shit about this class. <laughs> yeah. So we just watched a ton of movies and some related to careers and some definitely not related to careers. Um, we watched A Bug's Life, for example. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. We watched, Never seen uh, it. Yeah, I haven't seen it since then, so I don't remember anything about it. We watched uh, Prince of Egypt, that uh, Moses movie that they made. Um, Not sure. Uh, career as a slave, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't know. Be glad you can have a career. <laughs> Prince and slave are your options in that one. A, a um, decent movie. Rugrats did it better, but you know. Fair enough. Um, then we also watched It's a Wonderful Life, which is the only time I've ever seen that movie all the way through. I like um, it. Well, again, I guess he has a career in that movie, and maybe he learns a lesson about not putting his career first. But I, I, why are we doing these movies? Like, and then like the one day, uh, what's his name? The local celebrity, Wild Man, Wild Man Wilson, is that his name? Uh, he works for the Game and Fish. He's retired now, but he worked for the Game and Fish, and he would show up to do like no PR idea. For them. But this is the most Arkansas thing you've ever said. <laughs> he brought an alligator with him, uh, like a baby oh, that's cool. one that he kept. That he kept in a Yeti cooler, because of course. Yeah. And so he got it out, and I was in the front row, so I got wet when he got it out, because it was slinging water everywhere. All right. And we all got to pet the alligator. Uh, These are things I remember about eighth grade careers Careers. class from 20 years ago. Yeah, careers class in Arkansas. Here comes the baby gator man. (laughs) I mean, that hits. Can we Um, skip ahead to another shitty class I took, which was my 10th grade health class? Yeah. Um, which, you know, I don't do well in a group of all dudes anyway. And then I was also like the only uh, 10th grader in there in a room full of like seniors. So there was that going on too. Yeah. But just like not, not smart, like just a bunch of dummies. And like everybody's like talking about dipping and stuff. Like they had a guy, guest speaker. This is also very Arkansas. They yeah. had a guest speaker come to warn us about the dangers of, of uh, chewing tobacco. Uh-huh. And like he showed pictures of like the precancer spots that form on your lips. And then so they all started checking to see if they had those. And then the guy next to me, whom we called a tater because he was a big dude shaped like a tater. So we called him tater. Um, anyway, the guy next to me noticed he had uh, several of those precancerous spots and like, showed his friend. And he was like, dude, look at these spots. I guess I got to quit. And then I thought that's going to be the end of that sentence but i should have known better he's like gotta quit dipping on that side i'm gonna switch to the other side <laughs> just like, jesus yeah then we had like one guest speaker on like railroad safety which... I, I had the same class i remember that guy too <laughs> okay well there you go i had to leave that in the middle of it because it was my first day back from having pneumonia and oh I got no a big coffin fit <laughs> Yeah, I had a big coffin fit, so I didn't get to get through the whole presentation, so I tried to come back too soon. If you ever go on a railroad, you're fucked now. Well, I think it's about crossing the railroad, not actually, like, riding on a train. Like, there's not much safety to that. Like, sit there and wait for it to be over. Like, we we have stumbled onto a new podcast now, because I remember that same fucking health class. And in addition to railroad safety, we had ATV four-wheeler safety, because Arkansas. Uh, yeah, we did and, that. And I was like... 
okay, uh, this is like a two-day thing, and I've never ridden an ATV and do not want to. Like, can I leave? There's no reason for me to be here. And then I think I just tried to sleep in class, and at the end, the speaker was like, I think this guy got a lot out of this. And I was just like, (laughs) that's funny. What do you want from me, man? We did the thing with the, uh, they they brought the drunk goggles, um, you know, to simulate what it was like, uh, what vision is like when you're drunk, I guess. I don't know. I don't think I did that, but yeah. And then, like, to play around with those, they brought, like, these big, like, four square balls, and you're supposed to throw them at each other. And I just know that, like, as we would find out when I took PE two years later, I caught way better with those glasses on than I ever did with, <laughs> nice. you know, without those glasses. So, there you, you go. You just need to see four of them coming at you, I guess. When I took the PE class two years later, I lost to a uh, special needs kid in a game of pickleball, so that's a thing that happened. <laughs> Not like I lost on purpose, like in a benevolent moment of like, I'm gonna let him win, he's special. No, I just sucked at pickleball that bad. I just remembered a fairly racist thing from that class. Um, we got the like, health class we got like, PE? yeah, in the health class, we got like workbooks in like halfway through the year or something. Like, I don't know why we even had workbooks. No one gave a shit. Right. But like. They sent, like, you know, a set of, like, 30 or whatever, and then, like, one Spanish one, because maybe, you know, maybe you got a Spanish kid in class. And there was one Hispanic kid in there who spoke perfect English, but, like, was the one, you know, Mexican guy in a class full of white dudes, so there was a whole bunch of jokes about that. And then the coach just gave him that one for the whole year. And it's like, okay. Which, like... There's a level of, like, dude, that's not cool, and also a level of, like, dude, you're never going to grade these, because I know you don't speak Spanish. Like, Right. Uh, um, I'm sure he doesn't work there anymore. <laughs> probably not. So I was lucky to have the uh, PE coach who didn't give a shit. Like, there were two coaches mm-hmm. there, and one of them, like, made you actually do stuff each day, and, like, they had cardio Wednesday or whatever, where they really had to work out hard and do all kinds of stuff. But I had the one that didn't give a shit. Now, he had to give at yep. least... He had to pretend to give more of a shit than he did previously because he got in some sort of trouble where, like, he was not even showing up sometimes and then just letting people nice. do whatever. And I guess that stopped the year before I had him. So by the time I had him, he was halfway giving a shit. But what the other, like I said, the other coach is having people really work out, do all this other shit. For our warm up each day, we were supposed to walk 10 laps around the track. Uh, not track, walk 10 all laps right. around the, not the track, uh, the, basketball court basketball court yeah and uh so there's this really big guy in my class named julio who uh hid under the bleachers i knew his brother i think yeah well there you go yeah he hid under the bleachers while the rest of us would do our 10 laps and he'd come back out on lap 10 (laughs) and just nice join us for the end like he had done the whole thing and it was genius and we all thought it was hilarious and no one told on him because we all thought it was so funny every day like Working like, smarter, man, not harder. Yeah. <laughs> Just sit here and let y'all go around. This is the days before cell phones, too. So, like, what did he even do under there? <laughs> I have no idea. stand there just, He was a big minutes. dude. Like, he wasn't quite as big as Tater was, but he was a big dude. Like, maybe he just <laughs> enjoyed the break of just sitting there. He was look, still looked sweaty anyway, because it's Arkansas, a gym in <laughs> right. Arkansas. So, like, yeah. he looked like he might have walked 10 laps around the basketball court. Uh, just glancing through the rest of these Disney Toons Studios releases, um, something called the Tigger Movie. Uh, which was theatrical, apparently. Oh. Um, Little Mermaid 2, Lady and the Tramp 2, Scamp's Adventure. That's their their offspring, right? Lady and, and Tramp, Scamp. Should have named him Lamp. Yeah, that'd be much better. 101 Dalmatians 2. 
Jungle Book 2, Piglet's Big Movie. Uh, something called Springtime with Rue. So, you get the point that uh, this quickly became the garbage studio. Uh, so we may check back in with them a time or two. But we need to see how we started out here. Did we start out strong with Treasure of the Lost Lamp? Which, just looking at it to begin with, we got a pretty nice cast for this one. Um, obviously, you know, the regular DuckTales crew. Uh, you know, the guy that does... Uh, Scrooge McDuck, we heard him on Great Mouse Detective before this. He's been around for a yeah. little bit. Um, pretty recognizable voice. But then you've also got Christopher Lloyd signed on for this one. Uh, it was actually his first uh, voice acting gig. Right, yeah. And I'm assuming everyone except us associates him the most with Back to the Future. Uh, you know, obviously right. Doc P- Brown. Page master for me. That's what Which, I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> Same level, you know, the Page Master is right up there with Back to the Future 2. Yeah, Page Master followed by Clue. Those are the things I know him from. Yep. Uh, Clue is better than the Page Master, I'll say that, so I'll put him up top, put Clue on top for that one, but yes. But outside of that, you know, Christopher Lloyd, kind of a big deal, plays a good villain, um, as we'll see as this movie goes on. He he later does that in the film Anastasia. Um, Good villain voice, at least. And, uh, and then we've also got Rip Taylor, uh, who I guess counts as a star. I don't know. Mostly <laughs> associated with Wayne's World, too. Uh, oh, well. That's not good for his career. I mean, you mentioned that they brought back the original uh, voice cast from the TV show, uh, but they did use a streamlined version of it. There were certain characters they decided not to use in case people were going to see the movie who hadn't seen the show. Um, so they decided not to I'd use people smart. like uh, Gyro or any of the villains from the TV show. Um, yeah, it was a show that had been on three duck. years at that point, but still, like we're just right. going to stick with this, let it stand alone. Um, they originally were going to use Donald, but then they decided not to. They thought he would overshadow everyone. Probably. And that he's hard to understand was the other thing. <laughs> they decided that in 1990 and not <laughs> right, it the previous sense, like, 60 years. How did you decide? No, it's like when, uh, you know, Vince decided, you know, they didn't want to hear JR on Raw anymore because he was too Southern, even though he sounded the exact same as he always had. Right. It's just like JR. So the movie opens uh, with a shot of a desert and then a plane flying through it. And uh, we. Our pilot here, uh, Launchpad McQuack, who we mentioned earlier, also appeared in Darkwing Duck. He's obviously the guy I'm most familiar with in this this group. Uh, but, you know, his character, not that deep. He's an idiot. That's pretty much the right. whole joke. I feel like he makes the most of his screen time, though. He gets some good puns here yeah. and there and, you know, gets Pretty to... much all the jokes, jokes that I remember from this movie were all Launchpad lines. Like, uh, like right as he's... You know, the other thing is he can't fly because, you know, that's funny. And he so, took a like, crash course. Yep. They're getting ready to land and he's like, put your seat backs in the upright position. Just put the plane in an upright position. Yeah. <laughs> funny stuff like that. <laughs> but as they're flying in, we get Uncle Scrooge sort of narrating uh, to his nephews, Huey, Dewey and Louie, which I don't know which one is which. There's really not a reason to separate them. I just called them whatever shirt they were wearing, basically, because... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know which They're one's all the which same either. character. It doesn't matter. It's the amount of research we did on this one. I don't know which one's which. Who cares? I mean, they're not really the focus of the movie, I'd say. No. Like, it's more so the genie himself and Scrooge, but... Do you know the plot on the TV show or the uh, the reason for why they've come to live with Scrooge? Because uh, uh, Donald Duck was going off to, like, the Navy. Right, but why? <laughs> Does... I don't know. 
But that's why, why he wears a sailor thing? suit. <laughs> oh, okay, I guess that makes some sense. He has a history of war. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But he seems old to be just joining the Navy at this point. But yeah, whatever. That's true. Okay. But uh, they're flying into this desert because they're looking for the treasure of Kali Baba. Um, Kali is a dog. And that's the, that's the joke they're going with there. It's mm. like a dog guy. Mm-hmm. I didn't make that connection. I went straight to like great Kali and I didn't understand. (laughs) That's how I wrote it at first. But yeah, it's, I had turned on the subtitles later. It's C O L L I E. Mm. And they show a picture of his face, like on the, uh, chest or whatever that they break the seal on. Yeah. Yep. And I think the, I think Dijon and uh, all the other people that live here are also dog people, uh, which you can make of that what you will. Well, I mean, there are dog people throughout the the uh, Ducktales universe, though. Of like we talked the about the boys. Beagle, Beagle Boys earlier, and like people yeah. tend to either be birds or dogs for whatever reason. Okay, well, we're also going to the desert, and we made these dogs brown. <laughs> so, oh yeah, um, you know, we could have been more culturally sensitive, or anything that Dijon does throughout the movie, like right. Uh... Yeah, so as as we land, we meet some locals in wherever country this is in the desert, and uh, we meet a Acrobat. character named Dijon. Yeah, basically. This whole movie is just like training wheels for Aladdin. Yeah, like. I'm thinking that too. Of like, we're testing out, we're beta testing how we want to do Aladdin. Like, we have a genie. Right. We want, he wants to be free. We're going to grant him his freedom at the end. Spoilers. We've yep. got, you know, how are we going to have Muslims on screen? Something we haven't you know, <laughs> done before yeah. in a Disney movie. Like, I'm assuming Aladdin handles it better. <laughs> Right, I'm glad yeah. that we did do this trial run to straighten that out. Just just let's focus on Dijon for a minute here. Um, something I think I'm going to try to uh, pay attention to, because Disney, um, there's a big push now, as Disney is remaking all of these fucking movies, uh, to get a more like culturally diverse cast, or especially if it's taking place in like you know a certain part of the world, get actors that are from that part of the world, you know? Um, mm-hmm. so Dijon, we don't, again, we don't say what country we're in here, but it seems to be somewhere, you know, Middle Eastern, Arabian, whatever. The guy that voices him, uh, is an Italian American, uh, doing like, you know, the most Middle Eastern voice he can think of for comedy. And we can see that's where we're at in 1990. Yeah. He's a goofy, silly character, but he's also a walking stereotype and it's, you know, not something I picked up on when I was 10 watching this, but it's no. not, it doesn't, uh, it's not very palatable now. And also yeah. the name Dijon, while we're at it, uh, doesn't make any sense given his nationality. Dijon is a town in France and, right. uh, you know, that's where Dijon mustard comes from. Not really sure why we picked that other than it just sounded like a silly name. Not where French's mustard comes from. French's is an American company that makes yellow mustard. <laughs> I would assume. <laughs> well, I also assume the Dijon mustard I buy at the store doesn't actually come from France either. It's imported. The good stuff. <laughs> the Kroger brand is imported. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of this movie um, does not age well. And then the way you look at yeah. it as a child is different than the way you would see it as an adult, too. Because I imagine as a seven-year-old you're thinking the genie himself is really entertaining and like super hilarious and not like oh my god shut up anytime he's on screen (laughs) yeah um 
he he ain't Robin Williams. I'll give him that. <laughs> oh, that is true. Rip Taylor can be funny. Like, yeah. uh, I think it's just this. I didn't realize he was a boy until the very end. When it, well, I mean, I knew he was male. I didn't know he was supposed to be a youngster. Um, the like, genie. Yeah. And so I didn't understand that uh, he was, you know, when he comes to life, he's just a regular kid. And it's like, oh, I thought this was an old fart. Okay. Neat. <laughs> I guess I didn't really question that because he, you know, is small and, you know, is I mean, seemingly doesn't age. So Right. But I guess, you know, he's thousands of years old and then he's voiced by right. this old man. So I just assume that's where we were. he was just going to be an old man. Like, but then he was not. Or at least an adult, if not an, an old man. Like the genie in Aladdin is not like a boy when he. That's true. Becomes a real boy at the end. Like. Yes, uh. Charles Elmer Rip Taylor Jr. Uh, recently passed away, so was an American actor and comedian known for his exuberance and flamboyant personality, including his wild mustache toupee and the habit of showering himself and others with confetti. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter called him a television and nightclub mainstay for more than six decades who made thousands of nightclub and television appearances and yep. was also in Wayne's World too. Hello! <laughs> Oh, my God! Rip Taylor! Oh, my God! How are you? You must be Wayne Campbell. Yes, I am! Oh, yes. How are you, Wayne? Very good. <laughs> this must be Wayne stock. Yes, it oh, is. Yes, it it's is. It's a little rustic, a little bucolic, but oh. oh, well, I like it. It's cute. Thanks. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, how are you, Pat? Better get ready for the show. Get dressed. <laughs> you can see him? Well, of course I can see him. I mean, how are you going to miss a half-naked Indian, for God's sake? <laughs> he did the old uh, doink the clown thing of, like, looking like he was going to pour water on people and then it would be confetti yep yep so r.i.p to rip yep rip rip um rip torn also died like the same year and that same joke oh was made, man but... poor rip torn mm-hmm. he was like a badass rip torn yeah rip taylor not so uh, much rip torn i know from dodgeball and that's about it <laughs> fair enough he like i think he was an easy rider and like got in a fight in that movie and like just did a string of badass things throughout his life pretty cool but yeah as we're, we're flying in here um we uh land in the desert crash land in the desert and then uh try to we're, we're excavating like this treasure chest that uh you know allegedly scrooge has been searching for the last lost treasure of kalibaba for i think he says 40 years which having never watched the show i don't know if that's a thing in the show at all i'm assuming not and we just went we need a plot treasure hunt okay that's what seems the most likely to me. And really watching this made me think about just, I guess, appreciate how much like depth and everything we we get to like the scripts of all the other movies we've been watching. Like they're all meant to be kids movies or at least family movies. Um, but like looking at something like what's going on in Little Mermaid versus what's going on in this movie. Like we don't spend any time where you rush through, you know, dialogue and backstory. And it's just like, okay, we have to immediately accept that Scrooge is looking for this treasure and needs it because he says he does. And like, it's all tell and no show. And with kids, I'm sure that's fine. Like no kids are just gonna be like, okay, find the treasure. But as an adult, it's like, this is really not doing anything for me. You know, you would assume they're going to go on a long search for this treasure too, but like they find it right away. Like he finds the map in the first scene yep, and then boom, in they the find second it, scene. you know, in the second scene. And, and you would think of, like, maybe they'd have to go here. It would be like a big scavenger hunt to go here, to go here, to go here. And then finally, at the very end, they'd find the treasure. Or it's, you know, at least halfway through the movie. But instead, like, it's boom, we got this treasure. Let's go. Right. And 
And I think the issue there is finding the treasure isn't what this movie's going to be about. It's going to be about having a genie around. So, like, I don't know. Maybe it would just been better if Scrooge just already had found the treasure when we start. Or if he just, like, I don't know. Hey, guys, I bought this lamp from a wise old trader that I met at the museum or some shit. I don't know. I feel like the other thing that has changed changed with time um, from, you know, 30 years ago when this movie was made, um, mm. since we're very old now, uh, is just our general attitude towards very rich people. Like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> coming out of the like the late 80s and, you know, early 90s, you know, coming out of like the Reagan years and then you get like a whole show based off, hey, this is rich duck family. Like, that's cool. Or like you got Richie Rich, you got Blank Check, you got all kinds of movies that come out around this time about how great it is to be rich or whatever and just being obscenely wealthy and all that kind of fun stuff where like 30 years later it's like uh fuck that shit oh cool the rich people found more treasure like good for them yes. oh now he's got a genie too like wow right. okay <laughs> and like when we get to where the you know huey dewey and louie get to start making their wishes and everything and it's like you guys could already have all of these things you have well i mean they can't have money. ice cream falling Scrooge. from the sky but sure but there's ice cream in their freezer right fucking now like of they course. have a fucking butler who will bring it to them like their kitchen was smaller than I thought it would be for the size of the rest of the mansion, but sure. Scrooge is a stickler, I'm sure, that's not just going to give them whatever they want, but they also have a big-ass mansion and skateboards and, you know, whatever else shows up in this movie. Yeah, watching it now, you sympathize way more with Dijon than you do, like, yes, than these kids or than Scrooge. Es- or... Especially, right, especially when we get into this pyramid and, you know, Dijon, who uh, we find out is working for this mystical dude named Murloc who uh, has like a talisman that gives him powers. He can transform into various birds. We get a little scene of them there. Uh, and and Murloc tells Dijon to go be the guide for Scrooge and the gang. And uh, then, you know, they go into this pyramid and Scrooge immediately realizes that there are booby traps on hand and makes the poor foreigner go risk his life by going first while the yeah. rich folk just sit back and watch, you know. Messed up. Mm-hmm. As we're going through this uh, pyramid, you know, we get to see Huey, Dewey, and Louie are all into this. They're like uh, little Boy Scouts or Junior Woodchucks is what they call themselves. I'm assuming it's like a scout troop. But they're, they've are they got like a little handbook they're reading and they're like, uh, you know, what does it say about booby traps? And, you know, always take your time and be sure to use your marbles. Good thing we brought some. And then right. they throw marbles at a thing to uh, set it you off. You know, neither of us... Uh neither one of us was ever in the uh boy scouts or anything but like is that a thing that's in the cub scout manual like what do you do if there's booby traps like kind of like hardcore shit <laughs> happens to children in these in this Seriously. world like booby trap merit badge i don't know yeah, what the hell i'm pretty sure they just sell popcorn and go camping like yeah like it's not that bad or now they you know have gone bankrupt but that's a whole other issue uh in related uh fuck these rich guys uh news uh they they find the treasure they run across scrooge like dives into it and is so excited oh i found the treasure of kali baba and then huey dewey and louie are like uh oh what are you gonna do with all this treasure uncle scrooge and he's like well i won't spend it all most of it will go to museums that doesn't sound like uncle scrooge and then he's like that way i'll get a hefty tax break that does and it's like yeah okay play that up for laughs but this is what actual billionaires do all the goddamn time and it's incredibly frustrating not not all that amusing in 2020 i don't think no uh 
I mentioned the movie being 30 years uh, old earlier uh, in the podcast. Uh, I just wanted to point that out because, you know, Jake is getting very close to being 30. Uh, but yes. uh, we I saw a thing earlier today that we are as close now to 1990 as we are to 2050. And like, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, but that's math. Like, well, yeah, but like, it sounds weird. Like, since we remember 1990 and like 2050 seems like mm-hmm. a long way away. Well, that's ha- half our lives. No, all of our lives. Over <laughs> right, again. yeah. Um, da, 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 da. But then the bad guy runs in and uh, strands the uh, good guys, basically. He swoops away. with they, they give all the treasure to Dijon, who's trying to carry it out on a big sack. And then, you know, bird transformation bad guy swoops in and grabs the sack and Dijon and is ready to leave. Um, we get Scrooge calling them desert rats here, which I don't really know how I feel about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, Murloc burns the bridge uh, that they would have to cross to get out and abandons them in this pyramid. But little do they know, uh, Webby, the little girl duck, who is, you know, a little girl and probably shouldn't be on this adventure because it seems dangerous to me. But she already snagged a magic lamp that was in the pile and is using it as a tea- teapot. So the lamp that we'll learn later on is the one thing that Murloc wanted out of the treasure. Right. Mm hmm. And he ends up with the rest of the treasure and not that. So we get him, you know, digging through the treasure sack later and not being able to find it and telling uh, Dijon he's got to go get the lamp. But then Dijon is obsessed with the treasure himself and trying to stuff it all down his pants. So that's where most of the humor comes from there. So the kids are stuck in basically this giant turtle shell that was holding all the treasure for whatever reason. And uh, they basically were getting lowered into a big scorpion pits, uh, which I noticed there were scorpions like in the decor of the pyramid before they got in there, which I thought was that that was kind of a nice touch. It was like the exact same, you know, character design and everything just kind of in the background. But then there was an odd reference. I didn't think I would see here, uh, given that this came out in 1990, it's, uh, appropriate, but not would have, I wouldn't have guessed in a Disney movie seeing this, but as they're jumping into this, turtle shell like Launchpad yells turtle time or something and then throughout the movie the little the kid ducks will randomly say uh things like wakaruni or like i don't know what their catchphrases that the ducks had but i guess that was part of the show i know wakaruni was one of them here they yell waka manga as they're getting in the turtle shell right after saying turtle time and it's like i'm pretty sure that was a pretty clear like ninja turtles like reference in a disney film which yeah, appears to be really caught me off guard. Just like, oh, but that's totally the time. As someone who's been rewatching Ninja Turtles right now, like they would have been in like season three or so of Ninja Turtles at this point, and probably the height of the show. And uh, yeah, odd to see in a Disney movie. Yeah, that was unexpected. I didn't think about it at the time, but you're right. They're in a giant turtle shell, and some of the lines they say later on, they're definitely trying to appeal to that crowd. I believe the totally rad crowd. <laughs> uh, and then they have to fight back these scorpions and uh, protect themselves in the turtle shell. And then yada, 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 they find like a river flowing out of this pyramid that they Fortunate. sail away out of. Mm-hmm. There's another fun launch pad moment here where like he's trying to steer the thing and he's like forward, ho, and then they crash. And he's like reverse, ho, and they crash again. And then Scrooge is like, if you don't stop crashing, I'm going to give you the heave, ho. That was funny. For whatever reason, these lines have lived with me all these years. <laughs> And then they wash up in this sort of oasis town, I guess, and Scrooge is all depressed about losing the treasure, and it's like, 
dude, you're still the richest duck alive. Exactly. Like, yeah. we, I, there's not a lot of sympathy here. At least Indiana Jones was like a college professor. Like he was also stealing other countries' shits, but you know, was uh, probably not making a whole lot of money with his day job. Right, and then later on in the movie, he's all mopey and he can't go in front of his rich asshole friends, you know, because he only thought he found the, the archaeological treasure society. Right, rich asshole right. friends, though. Right. So we go back to Duckburg, uh, and we're at Scrooge's uh, job, I guess, office, whatever, his giant tower with his fucking name on it. And yeah, this is where he's telling his, his uh, secretary that he's not going to the archaeological ball. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't care about it. He can't. He can't work today. He's too upset. And, and it's like, but what? Sh- what will I do with your lunch? Sell it. Slam the door. And then we're back at the house where all the kids are playing with the lamp. And Web- yeah, Webby's having her tea party, and they're trying to clean the lamp. And then you know, while you're trying to clean it, it goes off. We've all been there. Um, <laughs> you just rub it. Try to rub it clean, and it goes off. Might have happened once or twice. Yeah, we've all been there. Lots of wieners.com. <laughs> Proud sponsor of the Dudes Watch Disney podcast. <laughs> Oh, God, that's hitting too close to home. Uh-oh. <laughs> no, I mean podcasts and wiener sponsorships. Oh, wow, well, yeah. It's every goddamn podcast. I mean, that said, if anyone wants to sponsor us, and that uh, we don't care what you're selling. Like, we will space balls this shit out. Like, <laughs> dudes watch Disney the flamethrower. <laughs> or it'll be like the, uh, the Fox NFL pregame show of just like how many different sponsors can we cram in, you know? We would be like, it doesn't work because it's a, you know, not a visual medium. But I was like, we look like NASCAR drivers here when our, all our different patches. But that doesn't work because nah, it's yeah, listening. Not really. I could put it on the cover art, but that's a pain in the ass. <laughs> so, yeah, suddenly a genie flies out of the lamp and... Uh, Shablooey. Yeah, basically. we it, he It's weird what his knowledge is, which I know it's just like silly pop ref culture references it's just genie before genie um but he as soon as he pops out he's like where am i what year is it did rome fall yet and it's like well how would you know like were you in there before rome fell and like but then how do you have knowledge that rome is gonna fall is this just a dumb joke or do you know the future do all genies right. know the future i mean maybe genie it's like aladdin totally does that too. like merlin and sword in the stone or whatever where he has knowledge of things Time that travels. haven't happened yet and yeah i don't perhaps know. It's time cyclical, and, like, he's already been through Rome Fallen before. He's got to figure out where he is in the cycle. Like uh, Peter Pan, all this has happened before, and it will happen again. Maybe. But despite that, he immediately decides to read all the encyclopedias uh, to catch back up. Right, so, so he must not have that much infinite knowledge. But then, he, you know, he reads them all, and it's like, there's a globe next to him, and he's like, oh, what is this thing? And it's like, that's a globe of the Earth. And he's like, what? The, ro- the Earth? You mean the Earth isn't flat? I must have missed that part. And then he went on the internets and found other people like him. And somehow a movement grew of morons everywhere. I mean, there are yeah, there are plenty of people out there that think the Earth is flat. Do they think other planets are flat too, though? Like, what's the, what's the deal on that? You know, I'm not sure. Let us know if you're a flat earther. Like, please, please don't speak to us, actually. Nope, we need all the comments we can get. Don't speak to us in real life, but we need comments. Just a bunch of goddamn rectangles floating through space. <laughs> um, and then we gotta wish for something, so Webby wishes for a pet elephant, and mm-hmm. then he's like, "No, that's a bad idea. Big wishes, the big wishes always spell big trouble. The bigger the wish, the bigger the trouble." And then they go on to make a bunch of big wishes, and it's still never really an issue. Yeah, conveniently, they just 
all get to be this genie's master. Um, so yeah. they each get three wishes. Because um, I was trying to be like, times, oh man, yeah, how are we going to, if we only get three wishes, like how I better write all these down and keep up with them. And it's like, no, they each get three. Like, it's We don't even see half of them. So. Did you ever watch the uh, the new Jumanji movie when they remade yeah. it? Yeah. Yep. And like the way you have to sort of keep track of how many lives each person has, like yeah. that becomes a plot point. Um, it's sort of like that. Like who still I mean, has wishes left? You don't really have to keep up well, with it. They you tell you every goddamn time. Sure, and it's on their wrists, but still. That was like the popcorniest of popcorn films. Like, they didn't as- expect me to keep up with anything. No, but I-, I liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to. Like, going in, I was like, I don't know if it's this is going to be good or not. But I had, a- I had a really good time. Laughed a lot. Mm-hmm. Jack Black's great in it. Yes, in most things. Well, sure. Uh, but yeah, Genie basically doesn't explain shit about his rules here like genie and aladdin obviously says a lot about you know he he immediately says rule number one blah 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 and this genie is just like hang on i can't do that and well i'm gonna wish for a million wishes and he's like ah you know that never works like we brought this up before with uh descendants maybe where it was like Magic needs to have at least some amount of explanation, and they really don't do anything with Genie here. He sort of explains some rules, but it just sounds like he's being lazy more than like he actually... Yeah, really dismissive. Right. And one of them's like, I guess we should wish for world peace. And he's like, these are wishes, not miracles. And it's like, okay, well, what fucking good are you? <laughs> Semi-phenomenal, nearly cosmic power over here. Right, if you're immediately trying to limit how powerful he is, then why is it so important that Murloc get this lamp? Like... If, you know, he can only do so much, like, it feels like you can already do a lot with your little talisman thing. And I get that, like, once you have a little power, you only want more power. And it's, you know, Thanos and the Infinity Stones. But, like, why? Right. And we might as well jump ahead to that, because, like, like five scenes later, (laughs) to where we're explaining Murloc's powers, where he basically, because that's all we do is explain it. Like, we don't show fucking anything, but, like genie freaks out because he sees a bird fly by and he's like oh i thought it was my old master he's the scariest shit ever and he's got this magic thing that he puts on the other thing and then he gets unlimited wishes and we don't know where this talisman came from right we do get a a few examples of what murloc has done with his power because like he says you remember atlantis like it was the biggest resort ever until murloc couldn't get reservations (laughs) and then down she went or something just like all right that's silly but also like man what a dick <laughs> but also like his talisman talisman can turn him into anything he wants why does he keep turning into the same bird all the time like <laughs> yeah i don't understand that you could be anything like why is it always why do you always default back to that like is this some sort of weird furry thing like he identifies he as a bird into a is that different a... kind of bird that's true later on he's a, a like a vulture at one point yeah he can do other things though because he's a rat at one point and he, he can you know he rarely turns into anything that's helpful. <laughs> yeah. And is it just a shape-shifting talisman? Because if that's the case, then why does putting that on the li- on the lamp give him unlimited wishes? Like, that's a weird second power for it to have. Like, its main <laughs> power is it can change you into any animal. But also, like, yeah. unlimited wishes if you ever find this one genie lamp. I don't know. It's like an effect spell or something, like... Or, like, an assist trophy. Like, it'll do one thing, but then it, like... But its main thing is if you combine it with this other thing. Like, com- complicated fucking Yu-Gi-Oh cards or something. Like, it's worthless on its own, but once you polymerize it with this other thing, then it's, uh, oh, shit. Everyone, Yu-Gi's gonna shit his pants for the next three commercial breaks and then win. I've been watching Yu-Gi-Oh re- recently. <laughs> this is how every episode works. 
Never seen it. I was showing it to my son, who was not interested. Can't imagine that he would be. I mean, it's bright and colorful. But yeah, so they have a genie. Scrooge comes home. They have to pretend he's, oh, this isn't a genie. He's just a kid. And he's, his, they just call him G. And then it's like, well, who is he? Why is he here? And they're like, he just came over to spend the night. And then Scrooge allows that for whatever reason. Like, my parents would have never allowed that shit. <laughs> Some kid well, you I don't mean, know. They're just his nephews. You let your nephews do whatever you want. Whatever they want. Like I mean, Once they live with you, though. I don't know. Well, he and you're you rich. Know. Like, how many people do you want in your house when you're this fucking rich? Fair enough. But he's gonna—he knows the nanny's gonna take care of them either way. It's no, you know, no, no shit out of his ass. That's an expression. <laughs> All I know is I was like 17 once and was going to go to like a friend's house that I hung out with every fucking day at school, but never went to his house, and I didn't talk to my dad about what was going on in my life at any point, so <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm going to Jason's house, and he's like, who's Jason? You've never talked about him. I don't know that you should be going over there, and I'm like, do I still have rules? I'm like 17. I'm about to leave. Like, does this matter? But I don't know. It was a thing. Thought I was up to no good when I was yes. really going to hang out with my dorkiest friend. <laughs> Coming of age is a, always an awkward experience. <laughs> I mean, parents are weird and overbearing anyway. Like, um, I was telling uh, my students the other day about how, like, even though, like, I almost never left the house to go do anything else, my parents still, or our mom, still accused me of uh, doing drugs. Where it was just like, I've been in here with this in this kitchen with you for the last hour doing my homework. Like, when would I have done any drugs? Like, she yeah. was like, I mean, you can tell me, like, if you're on drugs. I was like, when? When would I be doing these drugs? <laughs> you see everything that I do. Right, because, uh, like, uh, we talked about this in a previous episode, like, where Jake hang, hung out in his room, you know, by himself or whatever. Like, I always needed to be in everybody else's shit, so I couldn't just be in my room. I needed to see what everybody else was doing. So there was literally no time where I could have done this. As you may not have guessed from our Disney podcast in our 30s, we were both <laughs> huge dorks growing up. <laughs> Shocking revelation. So the kids are blowing through all their wishes out in the front lawn. They make ice cream fall from the sky. They've got like a hang glider and trampolines and that kind of stuff. They keep um, having to waste their wishes on undoing previous wishes. That's uh, true. They're not Poor following a, a yes and at all. They're just totally like, no, never mind. Don't do that. Like, It's always Webby's fault, too. Like, why is she here? She's the biggest difference from the new DuckTales, by the way, because she's like a grown-up kid and as like does cool shit. I don't know. She's like too cool for, for bleh, too cool for school from what I remember from the three episodes I watched. <laughs> Whereas here she's just like me and my dolly are going to have a tea party. I wish all my dollies were alive. <laughs> that kind of shit. I did think this was a good example of like what a bunch of spoiled rich kids would do with their wishes given them or any kids really not even rich just like what do you want fucking ice cream and hang gliders and whoops all my wishes are gone but man this was a fun afternoon in their defense they tried the world peace thing and he said no i can't do that so then they just went to totally superficial things like they tried to do the right thing yes the the green shirt kid of the bunch he gave a half-hearted uh desire for world peace and that was all it took none of the other one jumped on that grenades right and then it became like what if ice cream fell from the sky which like i mean that's not a terrible wish like other than you <laughs> I know guess but like cloudy with a chance of meatballs proves why that's not a great you put know, it in a bowl man <laughs> the flimderflur 
Right. Uh, and then they're gone all day, and Scrooge is mad at him, but they brainwash him, so he won't be mad with a wish. And, like, this is all just silly Saturday morning cartoon stuff. Like, I wrote paragraphs of everything that was happening during this movie, but it's all very superficial and not. It's like, where is the bad guy? Can we get to more some more shit here, you know? I have a Flim de Fleur related story if we want to go down that. We've already gone on several. Why different... not? All right, so. Not to date when this is happening, but Valentine's Day was a thing that happened at some point not long ago. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so I had this student. Um, he's a he's a senior, right? He's hanging out in my room. He doesn't actually have my class. He hangs out in my room for school. That's not really important to the rest of the story. But anyway, he um, wanted to bring Valentine's for all his friends. I think he got bonus in one of his other classes for doing such a thing, but didn't have time to go to the store himself to do this. So he sent his dad to go buy him Valentine's. Now this is a 17, 18 year old kid who sent his dad to do this. And like, maybe he has a totally different relationship with his dad than I have with our dad yeah. <laughs> because I was just trying to picture like how much how pissed our dad would be like wandering the aisles like I'm gonna get fucking valentines this fucking boy like I don't know why his his ass can't get up here and get his own goddamn valentines <laughs> sounds about and, right but his, but his dad's like calling him and being like so do you want these ones or these ones like what about these ninja turtle ones like getting his feedback on this and it's just like it's very different because I'm picturing like you know Flint's dad who's like looking he's totally lost in the valentine's aisle and being like oh there's more than one type of valentine's like what do i do here like <laughs> i just accidentally lowered myself i Sorry. saw that oh the audience didn't but jake right jake tried to break his <laughs> that ass won't, that won't be going in the episode it's fine <laughs> if you want to break your ass go to too many too many dicks.com or whatever it's called we've got too many like tangents that i'm trying to <laughs> attach tangents to other tangents and then i'm losing my way cloudy with a chance of meatballs though great movie absolutely i was talking about the second one the other day and how it's not great (laughs) but it had a couple of good jokes well i mean i only watched it once well that's all i felt like i needed there's a leak in the boat that was funny yep and then when it cuts to like a pat of butter in a swamp and he just goes butter (laughs) (laughs) yeah or like trading out mr t for terry cruz that was okay like I mean, it's a bit of a, you know, it's a little bit of a, a downgrade, but, it, you know, if you had to trade him out. I feel like Mr. T was the best part of the first movie, but... Terry Crews is great, though. If you'd watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine, you'd think he was great, too. Which also has Andy Samberg, who's also in Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. There you go. <laughs> I'm looking back through my notes to try to see... If Nothing happens. They wish for shit, then they unwish for shit, and then the bad guys show up. Like, pretty no, much. No. Scrooge comes home and notices all the stuff shits come to life, and then. Well, yeah, the bad the guy fan. shows up and becomes a rat to sneak into the house first because he's a bad guy, but also we need to have some more slapstick in here. So, like, and he's an intimidating looking feller, like, with his big mustache and his wizard cloak and that kind of shit. And in addition to being able to transform, and like when he transforms into birds, they're scary looking birds, but then he just transforms into a regular ass rat and gets, you know, knocked silly with a broom by Mrs. Beakley. Like, yeah, I was going to say earlier in the movie, it looked like we were setting up the like one serious bad guy, one goofy bad guy, you know, right. way to keep the serious one looking strong and scary. Put the, the heat on end. Dijon and. You but know, we don't really do guy. that. I mean, we do a lot of goofy shit with Dijon, but then he turns into a rat and does all this silly shit here, and like we we make him a comedy figure way too early in the movie for that to be effective. 
exactly. But if we're just beta testing that for when we retry it with Jafar and eight, right? And Jafar maybe, and Iago, then yeah, maybe. maybe maybe Murloc dies so that Jafar can live. Like we go. realize we went way too slapstick with him. We got to do better because I mean Christopher Lloyd is an intimidating voice, and when I, Murloc, you know aspects of this movie were like intimidating for me as a kid like especially with this big castle transformation at the end and when it you know how like grim it feels at the end when it's like oh shit everything Scrooge Jones is gone and we're in the darkest timeline now we're actually this poor guy from another country got to have a lot of cool shit right. but I mean the ending of the movie is very much the same as Aladdin 2 though of like transforming the castle it flies up in yep. the sky there's like yep. scary dark clouds and stuff like it's all stuff we're gonna redo Yep. This is not for the show, but it is a funny thing I saw. Um, so, you know, on Raw this last week, they had the robot spider shit. Yes. The first tweet I saw, maybe it was on the board. I can't remember if it was a tweet or if it was on the board. Somebody was like, did the uh, producer of Wild Wild West suddenly become a writer for Raw? It's like, <laughs> yeah. Nice callback to the uh, Kevin Smith story. Yeah, I, I saw that. Someone tweeted like it was the Kevin Smith speech over the clip of Rowan oh, pulling better. the spider yeah. out of the thing. And it's like, so I'm watching this and I'm thinking, God, what a piece of shit that is, this is. And then all of a sudden, this giant fucking spider shows up. I'm like, it's funny. Everybody go watch that. It's funny. Don't watch Wild Wild West, though. No. Although it's Especially, funny for a different reason. It's the first time I ever saw a movie with Kevin Klein in it, and he's pretty cool. So the kids Jake blow has their no cover. opinions on Kevin Klein. I don't, I don't, what else have I seen him in? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Exactly. Have you ever seen The Big Chill? That's good stuff. No. I've seen The okay. Big Short. Is that the same movie? <laughs> no. Big Chill is an 80s movie where, like, all these uh, kids, there are these people that were friends in high school get back together because one of them uh, has died, and then they, like, they're, you know. Without their, a paddle. Okay. Uh, maybe. They're in their 30s at this point, and then they're. But That's they're still, still without a paddle. Out like they did when they were teenagers. I don't know. <laughs> That's the same movie as Without a Paddle. I think I've seen it. <laughs> I don't think so. All I can remember is Glenn. Oh, uh, what's his, what's his name? Jeff Goldblum's in it too. Oh, okay. Glenn Close, Jeff Goldblum, Kevin Klein. I want to see if there's any other famous people in it. Well, I'll get back to the actual plot here because after about 20 minutes of silliness, the boys blow their cover, and uh, you know, suddenly Uncle Scrooge is aware that their friend G is actually a genie from a lamp that they got in Kali Baba's treasure. So. Now that that's all happened, uh, there is a fun line where Scrooge Kevin is Costner, like... Kevin Costner, that's another person in it. He's famous. There Go is ahead. a fun There is a fun line where Scrooge is like, what, your friend, he's a genie? And this is Mrs. Mrs. Beakley is like, does his mother know about this? <laughs> I thought that was funny. Uh, but yeah, so then Scrooge gets the lamp and he gets all the wishes and he immediately wishes for Kali Baba's treasure. Uh, and then he's going to go to his archaeological ball to, you know, show off because... Why Why have all this money if you can't show off to other people with money? Mm-hmm. Top 1%. They try to say, like, no, you can't make him be a genie still. He's our friend. And he says, a genie isn't a person. A genie is a, a thing. And then he sticks him in his lamp and goes off to go do his thing. So, Surprise, rich people don't always see the humanity in others. Right. And I did feel like at this point we were kind of flying through this movie because, like, this is maybe, like, 30 minutes in and it's like, okay, we're getting to the finish now, which is good because we haven't done much else with our time. <laughs> but uh, so Scrooge uh, and Genie go to this party and Genie complains, like, twice. So Scrooge is like, okay, hang out in this plant while I walk away and abandon you against around all these other people. 
I mean, I guess he still has the lamp, but it still seemed like a pretty dumbass plan to me. Because, spoilers, Murloc arrives at this fancy gala in his wizard robes. Uh, did not <laughs> seem to be dressed for the events, but nobody questioned it, I guess. It's right, like, I mean, why didn't he just walk in their house that way in the first place? Like, yeah. he's going to go to this big event and be even more conspicuous there. Like, why not just sh- just walk in? Like, Pe- People are going to notice this giant D&D nerd walking into, like, rich people <laughs> central here. Murloc leaves Dijon outside to guard when... And, and instead, Dijon just walks right in and starts stealing silverware and shit, because that's what he does in this movie. Um, but it reminded of me playing, like, Skyrim or something, when it's like, complete this objective, and I'm just farting around like, ooh, I'm going to take this, and I'm going to take this, and I, I see th- three gold coins in this drawer over here. Let me go pick them up. That's that that's Dijon. Then Murloc does spy uh, Scrooge across the party, and the shit's on, because he immediately uh, starts chasing after him. Genie hides... Uh, Scrooge in like a bedroom and they push a dresser against the door and then all of a sudden Merlin turns into a bear Merlin, Murloc turns into a bear to try to break his way through and shit and you know, we get to see like, okay maybe this guy's a big deal, like Scrooge kind of, kind of figures out that like, maybe this guy's a big deal, I should, you know worry a little bit about this um, but they, they hide up in the chandelier and Mer- Murloc just thinks they must have escaped out the window and goes back into, you know, another bird transformation but as they're hiding up in the chandelier, this is when Genie lays on the sob story about how evil Murloc is and how, you know, he made Genie all do all these horrible things in the past. And now Scrooge is like, you know, he can't keep hanging around here. It's like Scrooge has got to do something to use up the wishes or free the Genie or, you know, do something to get rid of Murloc. And instead, Scrooge is like, no, OK, I feel a little bit bad, but I'm just going to lock you in my vault and you'll be safe there. So, right. Uh Scrooge decides to exit the room and then uh, somehow has a wacky mishap and trips over like a, you know, cart of food and picks up an identical looking lamp. that's actually a gravy boat (laughs) and leaves with that. And Dijon sees the whole thing and grabs the actual lamp. And it's like, oh, shit. Now we get some, you know, the old switcheroo here. And but of course, Dijon is, you know, going to do the right thing He's going to take this lamp straight to Murloc because Murloc will reward him, you know. But then Genie is able to convince Dijon not to do that. And it's like, hey, you know, if you have the lamp, you have all the power. Why are you going back to Murloc here? And that's when the shit goes down. Wishes for all of Scrooge's fortune. Yep. Which we don't reveal right away. Scrooge gets back home. Um, you can subtly see. Well, not subtle. It's not subtle at all. But if you're paying attention, you'll notice yeah. there's a D on the front of the building instead of an S. Right. And then slowly pieces together that things have changed. Right, he tries to walk into his tower, but you know his his guards are stopping him, and he he realizes Dijon is sitting in his at his desk, and everything is like all Dijon portraits and that kind of shit on the wall where there used to be Scrooge, and it's uh, you know we talked about Back to the Future earlier. This feels kind of like Back to the Future too, when like Biff takes over and it's like his big casino or whatever. I've watched that movie like once, but that's what I remember <laughs> from it. Darkest timeline is what you need to know. And uh, we get a brief sort of like trading places scenario here where now Dijon has all the power and all the money and then the rich guy's kicked out on his butt and uh, it ends up going to jail for trying to break into the building, I guess. Uh, security throws him there. And then uh, the family shows up to bail him out, but then he finds out like, oh, you know, we'll, I'll pay you all back at the mansion. And he's like, oh, Scrooge doesn't know. The mansion's gone. It's not ours anymore. Right. But also billionaires get another bailout. Yes. <laughs> 
accurate. <laughs> really sad moment too, where like they all the the children have all like chipped in to get yeah. enough bail money for him. Emptied their piggy banks. Also means their children have like probably four figures worth of money between them. So you know, <laughs> bunch of rich kids. But fortunately, even though the tower no longer belongs to Scrooge, they the security system has not been updated, so he knows exactly how to get in, and they devise a plan yep. where this could work. Yep, they, they formulate a plan to, to infiltrate. Um, they do say I something have questions. Here. Well, before that, I had a question. Um, All right. So I think uh, the butler, whose name is escaping me, says something like, oh, we did everything we could to raise money. We got rid of X and Y and... Or no, he says like, oh, everything is Dijon's now. And he says, even your spat collection? I didn't know what that was. I thought <laughs> I was it was one stamp. Do you not say uh, stamp? The, the, no, the uh, subtitle said spat, at least. Which I hmm. was like, well, I don't, is this some kind of weird rich people shit I don't know about? Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Well, never mind, then we'll just keep going. Now, what did you have questions about? Uh, so they come up with a plan where like the kids are going to do the all the work, basically. And yeah. then Launchpad is going to fly Scrooge in, um, and he'll, like, rappel down and do some shit. But, right. like, he's in the plane for a long time, so I don't understand, like, how far away did he have to go to get to this airport to fly back to where, like, it seems like he had to be a good, you know, hundred miles at least away from, you know. It is a good It plane, just seems yeah. like he's in the plane for a long time. Like did see, when did did he go to like Launchpad's house? Is that where the plane is? Does he live know, on the I'm other sure. side of town? I don't know, but there's, like, I'm there's, sure he took the helicopter to the airport to the plane. But still, there's loads of questions that you know the movie is not interested in asking because it's or <laughs> just, it's like you know we gotta blow through as much of this shit as we can so you don't have time to ask these questions. We get to Dijon. He says something to you know Genie's like freaking out, like oh, shouldn't we be watching out for Murloc? And he's like, oh, what? who's Murloc? Who who did he ever beat? Like we got this. I've got the lamp. I've got all the power. Plus, I don't think he knows about me yet, so we're safe. Uh, and then we cut back to the the duck kids trying to get in, and uh, they gotta enter the, the password on the on the door on the keypad of the door to get in. That's the first step, and they of course enter which is cash C A S H. That's the stupidest combination I ever heard in my life! That's the kind of thing an idiot would have on his luggage! But they break in, and Murloc's plan is to follow them um, in right. whatever creature form he's in now. He's a cockroach this time. Oh, yeah. Um, because we have to go through a big Resident Evil laser room, uh, which the whoever Green Duck is, has he has the directions, and he's, like, reading those as he's walking through the room. But the directions get blasted, so then they're like, oh, shit, and then they, you know. It's like he failed the quick time event to get across and gets zapped and launched back out. It's okay, because he just marbles it. Yep, use your marbles. <laughs> and then we get to an elevator, which seems to be the last step, and, uh, you know, Murloc being, a, uh, I guess, said a cockroach, but he has wings, because he definitely flies in there, so maybe he's like a locust or something. Um but yeah, flies right in there, and then the door's shut, and he's like, okay, I gotta press this button. And then our stupid-ass villain keeps hitting the button as a bug creature, and he can't get it to press all the way when nobody's there, and he could just transform back into a normal person and push the button. Like, why are we doing this? And also, he's an evil-ass warlock. Like, why doesn't he just walk in the door? He clearly waltzed into, like, the equivalent of, a, like, a Bruce Wayne party earlier in the evening. Yeah, it, it, he does go back and forth from, like, I need to sneak in and do this to, like, I'll just show up in my damn wizard cloak. Like, it's no big deal. Check out my <laughs> robe. Yeah. 
Um, at this point, I said, Dijon should have really killed Murloc. Like, that would be worth using a, a wish on, I think. Um, you know, you got three. Maybe you used one already to get all this treasure and power, but, like, the one guy who can stop you... <laughs> maybe yeah, like... Wish one, kill Murloc. Wish two, kill Scrooge. Like... Right, I mean, even if if you're playing by Aladdin rules and you can't kill anyone, like, wish one, Murloc can never come anywhere near me or my fortune. Like, right. Wish one, I I, I want Murloc's talisman. Oh, I think he actually <laughs> says he can't. No, there's a line yeah. earlier where fucking Genie it's says, the one thing like, he can't do. Exactly, in addition to the 12 other things he's listed he can't <laughs> right. do. but it's the one thing. So, yeah, um, basically... Scrooge and Murloc show up at the same time and get the shit from Dijon. And uh, then Murloc's got the lamp and, oh shit, the bad guy is winning. And he... Now he's unstoppable. Right. He There's no way they could ever stop him. Right. He transforms the building into a giant Ganondorf castle and then, like, uh, like launches it up into space because that's where he wants his cool warlock fortress to be. Which I'll give him this. It looks cool, but like he gets up there and his design is just a giant open air throne room, like with nothing there. So it's just like, okay, you got your cool skull fortress, but like, what are you gonna do all day? You're just sitting on a throne in space. But it's portable. Like it's like a Koopa airship that he's gonna take back. He wants to go back home, and so the floating castle is gonna go, you know, back home for him. I mean, I guess, but, like, you're just going to sit up there and cackle all day? Like, you don't want to put a I TV mean, somewhere? <laughs> it's undeniably badass, though. Like, maybe it's not well thought out, but just, you know, it's definitely badass. Also, where's he going to poop? Well, it's a throne, you know. It might... well, yeah, I mean, that's true. Who's going to see him? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the, the Hubble telescope. Which is another thing, like, if you're going to have an incredibly badass-looking uh, castle, like, then you fly up way up in the atmosphere and no one can see it. Like, That's what a good does point. that do you? Like, yeah. yeah. Who are you, you impress? show off. Yeah. Need Scrooge to a... knows to show off. Yeah, that's exactly what he, he does. He just walks around with his balls out all the time. He doesn't even wear pants. You can do that when you're rich. <laughs> or any other character in this movie. Fair enough. Most of them are rich. You know who wears pants? The butler. You know who wears pants? Or doesn't wear Dijon. pants. She wears a full-length uh, dress is uh, Mrs. Uh, Beakley. You know what? That's a good point. Yeah. Rich people, do whatever you want. Balls Walk out. around with your junk out. Yeah. So, yeah, the bad guy is completely taken over, and all the ducks are stuck up there in space with him, but that's seemingly not an issue of, like, breathing or anything. And then... uh you know, Scrooge, like, tries to start a fight. He's like, oh, no, you can take my money or whatever, but I'm not going to go to, I'm going to go down swinging or something. I don't remember what he says. Probably a little more intimidating than that, but he's going up against an evil-ass warlock. He doesn't really stand a chance, so Murloc says, like, my next wish is for him to be removed from my castle, and then, like, a big wind, a space wind comes by and blows him out. Right, but even though, like, he's supposed to be, you know, the most super powerful and, you know, he's the most badass or whatever his wish doesn't even work like scrooge just grabs on to the edge and right. is able to survive this with no issues like he had one wish and we were supposed to be so afraid about what happens if he gets the lamp he could do really horrible things when like all he did was make the castle way or make the tower way cooler and uh you know and then wind and then put it's it not in, like in, <laughs> yeah. and put it in half-ass mode on the wind too like 
Yeah, a breeze more than anything. <laughs> oh no, he's a fucking duck. He can fly. Like, doesn't even make <laughs> That's sense. That's actually a fair point. I mean, he's not a space duck, but sure. <laughs> sure, but the point is, he. This is not a well thought out plan. No, I mean, he could. Surely, he could be lightning zapping people, like fucking Maleficent or something. He could yeah. be fucking Maleficent if he wanted. <laughs> That's wish number one for me. <laughs> They like that's a hell of a power couple too. Like giant ass wizard tower. They can both turn into different creatures. Like if they want to yep. keep going on this furry train. Like <laughs> if- next he next he turns into a griffin because these stupid lame kids like slingshot his lamp away, and then that's that's how he gets taken down. Is he loses the lamp that way, and it's falling to earth alongside Scrooge. So he has to transform he had one into weakness, a griffin. Marbles. Yeah, marbles was the key to fucking everything in this movie. <laughs> and uh, I called the ducks lame, and I, then I wrote lol next to it, because lame ducks, that's a phrase. <laughs> that's how much attention I was paying at this point. Um, da, 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 da. So, and yeah, they have a mid-air fight on the way down, which is pretty silly comedy, like Scrooge is like pulling his ears and shit. Like, it's not serious, yeah. even though they're crashing to the earth. And then he rips the talisman off, and then uh, Murloc is suddenly, like, trying to flap his arms to fly, but he's back in his wizard robe. He could have made it, like, a parachute. Might have helped. Uh, But then Scrooge, as he's falling, the genie, like, floats down with him, and he's like, this time you have to make a wish. And Scrooge basically wishes everything was normal again, and the movie never happened. So, Mm -hmm. And that's Scrooge's second... Wasted everybody's time. (laughs) That's Scrooge's second wish, and uh, we're... We're back in the tower, but um, Dijon is still in there, too. Uh, he got turned into a pig while this was going on, but, you know, he's in the treasure vault. Interesting that we're playing by those rules of, like, you get three even if someone else wishes in the interim, and not like, yeah. someone else had it, now you got it back, now you get three more. Like, we're not playing the, uh, you know, breaking the count rule on 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 these, like... Kids could have just kept passing it around, couldn't they? All right, that's... I mean, why not? Like, if you, like, that's what you got to do in this situation. You get the lamp, you got a spouse you trust, like, you make three, they make three, you pass it back and forth, and you just, you know, prosper. Right, because, like, when um, when the kid ducks use up their last wish, which they do to make all the uh, stuffed animals go back to normal, like, the genie doesn't get rocketed out of the room or anything, like, and you're done three wishes are up like because then scrooge just has it and takes over so like i mean after you do your three couldn't you just rub the lamp and start over again like here how about three more like yeah i don't know we need a rule book for this you don't even have to have possession of the lamp like yeah all all the ducklings can use the lamp even though you know only one of them i think has ever like actually put her hands on it or whatever that may not be true no they but the point is like they don't okay but they don't have to like do they have to hold it to make the wish or do they just wish I'm pretty sure they hold it when uh, they wishes okay. everything is back to normal. He's rubbing the lamp as he says it. So okay, that's true. But he had to regain possession. That's a different thing. Cause like, I don't know. I don't get it. We need a we need a rule book for this or some judges uh, to really cement this. Well, there's only one thing you can't do with it, and that's take the talisman from from that one specific bad guy. Right. Like, it's the only thing that lamp can't do. How did he ever lose the lamp in the first place? That's actually a very good question. <laughs> Kali Baba took it from him, I guess. Perhaps so. We're back to normal. 
rich guy only decided to get rid of the magic after he had all his wealth stolen. Back when he thought he could get more wealth, he was totally cool with not freeing the genie. But then he's like, well, I got everything back, so let's get rid of it. So we can then we'll get rid of He sees that, that the magic could be used to take money from exactly. him. So he wants to make sure nobody else has magic again. Yeah, now he's on the defensive, so... But we're going to give him credit for being a good person. But it's really just... It's all selfish. Well, he turns him into a real boy. He Pinocchios him with the last... Uh, well, yeah, but I think for Wish. selfish means. Right. And I guess he's adopting him, too, because, you know, the kid doesn't have papers or anything. So, like, what now? Just uh, the little orphan boy lives in my house now. That's cool with the government, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, well, we, we let rich people do what we want, so that's not questionable. Right. But, or do what they want. But so that's <laughs> not, not questionable. Not what we want. <laughs> no, that would be nuts. Yeah. Uh, that is what I wrote next was rich people can just do anything. So Right. But that's why this is another thing that... You know, if we're beta testing Aladdin, works better in Aladdin of, like, now the genie can go off and do whatever he wants mm. instead of, like, he could do anything he wants. What if he wanted to just be a little boy? <laughs> like, yeah. And play cops and robbers with uh, with the other boys. Yep. Kind of weird. Also, uh, you know, making the guy that finds the lamp be a poor street rat, you know, as opposed to, you know, the wealth, yeah, wealthiest dude gain, on the planet. You know? Yeah. Someone likable. Lessons were learned in this movie, I feel, but it, it was a you know a silly eighty minutes that you know underperformed, but was enough to keep the studio going with you know a, a different plan going forward. Here's a thing I learned in my research about this movie: it mm-hmm. was uh, only the third uh, feature-length animated movie to not have uh, songs in it, music to not be a musical. That's pretty crazy. Um, the other ones being uh, The Black Cauldron and The Land Before Time. Yeah. Like, and then this one. You're right. There w- I mean, I'm sure there's like feature length. You I'm, know. I'm now remembering that there was one song in Secret of Nim. So, yeah. Right. And like even Bambi's got like drip, 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 right. April, we've, we've, April flower. We've covered all the Disney ones, but like I was trying to think of yeah. who else is making feature length animated. I'm sure that's just an American thing. Like I'm, I'm sure Japan had. Oh, yeah. Had this I'm shit. sure there's a lot of caveats, like feature right. length, theatrical release, you know, whatever. But neat footnote, I guess. Yeah. But they do play the DuckTales theme on the as the end credits, so. That's true. Which. But during the, the film itself. Right. Like, Which, hot take, the DuckTales theme is the only part of DuckTales that's over. Like, I don't think there's a whole lot of, like, woo, you know, we just gotta watch all this show again, like, it it was a theme song and the show was kind of whatever and the movie was kind of whatever just watching it now so yeah i mean i don't i don't feel horribly nostalgic about the show itself the song is is you know a bop but the show oof how do you feel about the nes game uh i didn't play it on nes i randomly got it for the uh off the oh, xbox yeah. marketplace or whatever cuz they remade it i um, forgot like about a remaster yeah yeah it was fun. Um, it was really hard, yeah. but it was fun. Yeah, the, those games they made, I guess, uh, Ducktales and Chippendale and Darkwing Duck. I guess all three of those like around the same time. Uh, I played way the I played Chippendale like crazy. I've tried to play the Ducktales one and wasn't super into it, but yeah. But like they went bouncing. back and like added the voice cast in yeah. to you know make it. You know, it was really it was cool and it was not expensive. I don't. No, I'm sure. Either. I mean, that's that shit's on sale for. You know the PS4. They made. They ended up remaking all of them. I think called it like the Disney Afternoon Collection or something. Hmm. Nice, great ass soundtrack on that uh, NES game. I can tell you that. <laughs> the 
the moon track, which I'm sure I'll play right now, or at, perhaps as an intro to this episode, one of the two uh, is like the one of the like greatest of all time NES songs. So. But this movie, not the greatest of all time. Um, I used to think the villain was cool, but like he's almost never a threat. Like he's silly more often than anything else. Um, and you've got Christopher Lloyd on staff. Like you should be making the most out of him. I feel like he could be Christopher Lloyd's voice. Not all that dissimilar from like Jeremy Irons, who voices Scar. Like Christopher Lloyd could have been Scar, but instead he's like this goober who. <laughs> You know, spends half the movie as a rat and a bug and a bird. Yeah, and they just go back and forth on how intimidating he's supposed to be. Like, they talk about him like he's supposed to be some badass, and then we see him, like, you know, constantly with his pants around his ankles, and, like, when he's a rat, or, like, when he's a cockroach, or just, you know. He, he goes back and forth on how threatening he should be, and then, like we said earlier, like, he's, he's kind of ineffective once he does get his unlimited power or whatever he's right. not exactly emperor palpatine right like once he gets his unlimited power he's just you know what if we get rid of this one duck and not even hard enough to knock him all the way off the tower like right well and after he uses his first three wishes on like fucking home decor so <laughs> which i get if you're a super villain it's important for you know the motif but I mean, we talked about video man. games earlier, but, like, I mean, that's the most important part is, like, you know, decorating your character. And... Yeah, that's true. But that's Treasure of the Lost Lamp, I guess. Um, I got the DVD, like, probably two Christmases ago and was like, oh, fuck yeah, I forgot about this movie. I used to watch this all the time and watched it and got all my nostalgia then and then and right. watched it this time and was like, man, why did I like this so much? I mean, I get, I guess I get why I liked it, but compared to what we've been watching, it's not even in the same ballpark. We don't, you know, bonus episodes we don't rank, but this would be near the bottom in almost all of our categories, I'd say. Let us know, though, what you think about this bonus episode, since there are so many, uh, you know, we've reached an era where they are making a lot of uh, direct-to-video releases that would all be on on Disney Plus that we could easily check out. Yeah, it's true, and, uh, you know, we got a few planned down the line, but, you know, again, these were tapes that people grew up with, you know. What, if, if you weren't, if treasure of the lost lamp wasn't the one you were super nostalgic for but maybe return of jafar was or you know any of the subsequent ones an extremely goofy movie uh you know hit us up tell us your story uh we'll let us let us know if it's something we should check out does lion king one and a half count is that 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 was studio same deal. That, yeah yeah although not called that everywhere right in other places it's called like lion king three or something isn't that a thing we learned from our australian friend oh it might have been yeah I vague. I think so because I tried to find it on IMDb and you can't search for it by Lion King one and a really? half. Like it only flashed up Lion King three, and I was like, "What is this? This isn't what I want." Interesting. I know it was one and a half here because the tagline for it was like, "You don't know the half of it," and that was that's funny. Yep. Never seen that, so uh... I rewatched it like a week or so ago. It was good stuff. Uh, had a good time. It's you know pretty short, but it's it's fun. Um, better than this movie, I would <laughs> I would say. Uh, they, you know, made songs and stuff for it too, which they didn't really have to do. Although I guess you got Nathan Lane, so you might as well. Yeah. 
Lion King 2, not good. I have seen that more recently, and it's dull as hell, and Andy Dick is in it for some fucking reason. <laughs> we had different reactions to Andy Dick being <laughs> you. Excitement? <gasps> Andy Dick? That's a selling point. I mean, he's funny. I think he had his own Me Too thing, though. I'm so sure he did. That, but yeah. Well, I'm not good at transitions, so talk and snack theme. Talking snack, yeah, yeah. Talking snack, yum, yum. Talking snack, uh huh. Let's talk about some snacks. Hey! Talking snack. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to Talking Snack, everybody. <laughs> uh, we got a preview of this earlier been a long from time. Dustin. Yeah, been an hour since the first part of this episode. Okay. So, uh, Sonic, let me get the uh, the official name. Give me just a second. I've tried two of them. I don't know the official name. Um, have we? I'm sure we already have had many a discussion about uh, fast food apps before, but uh, the Sonic app is the best one. You know, um, that's actually a good thing to bring up because I the other day randomly decided that I just needed to have every fast food app on my phone because I would get to a point where mm-hmm. I would want it and then I wouldn't want to have to download it first. So now I have a whole page of all the all the apps because I'm a loser. <laughs> That <laughs> is a little sad, but it's helpful. Um, but doing... I mean, it depends. Some of them use it better right. than others. Doing but. the Sonic app with you the other day, and, you know, you explaining that, like, this is the only app that I know of that actually starts making it when you press start as opposed to when you get there. And I was like, fuck yeah, because that's what I want mm-hmm. from all of them. McDonald's doesn't do that shit. Yeah, because I used it... Uh, I was on a... I was on a road trip, and I had to get there quickly, trying to get to a wrestling show, of course. Um, And then I thought, well, I need to get gas and get food. I can make my order and then pump my gas, and it'll be ready when I get there. And, you know, consolidate all of that. It was very handy. But anyway, use and also you get half-price drinks all day using the app. So there's that right there. Um, But anyway, the name of it is the Reese's Overload Blast. Mm -hmm. Um, Let me see if I can... It comes with... Uh, vanilla ice cream, peanut butter, Reese's, or mini Reese's pieces, and Reese's peanut butter cup. I like it. I'm on board. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's amazing. Uh, because, you know, we've, I think, I know we've talked off air about M&M's and ice cream and how they're not great. Um, because they get super hard and, and, you know, whatever. Pieces, uh, they get hard, but they don't get as hard because the shell on a Reese's piece is not as thick as the shell on an M&M. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got that. Um, and then there's just like a shit ton of them piled on top, and then they're blended in as well. Naturally. Now, I have been twice because the first time I went was a disaster. Oh, no. Um, but I was willing to give them another chance where um, they weren't ready like they were supposed to be. Um, then they, like came out i didn't go but they came out and and talked to my wife and they were like look she's trying to make it she's having a hard time making them like i'll bring them out later (laughs) like okay i don't feel great about this but all right can they put someone else in charge (laughs) yeah she sat there forever and they never did and so then she had to buzz them back and then it was a whole thing but anyway so we get them and they're not blended at all (laughs) and so what we had was like shit ton of toppings plain ice cream even more fucking toppings, just a solid hunk of peanut butter in the bottom of this thing. <laughs> wow. Like, it did not, and so they were not, you know, they were all right, but they weren't what they should have been. Um, right. But on the second attempt, they were really good. Now, they haven't been advertising the Blast as much. They've been advertising the uh, the cone version. It comes in a chocolate waffle cone. I think I've seen um, that. So that. They replaced the Sonic guys in the commercials. That was my take home from that shit. <laughs> Oh, I didn't notice. Those two dudes were not in that commercial. Maybe it's just a one-off thing. But who who's in that? Odd some kids. I don't know. Kids? Yeah, it was like girls in the back seat. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. 
But anyway, so it was really good stuff. So get out to the Sonic. Speaking of good stuff, and uh, before we get to Jake's thing, between uh, this may not, depending on when he releases, this may not be vital information for everyone. But if yeah. you get to the Dairy Queen before March fifteenth, eighty <laughs> cent blizz, eighty cent blizzards. Fairly certain that's not happening. That's like a week from <laughs> <But> now. <laughs> eighty cent blizzards, man. I didn't know that. Is that the tiny blizzards? I'm assuming. I don't know. It, well, it's not even. It's buy one get one eighty cents. But still. Oh. <laughs> You have just created a different scenario now. Yeah, it is kind of. I mean, down. we'll still do it, but still. <laughs> um, well, before I get to my thing, uh, just a random thought I had the other day of a product that needs to exist. Uh, Kellogg's, if you're listening, double stuffed Pop Tarts. Just throwing that out there. Ooh, I like it. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. intriguing. Why has that never existed? Did you, did you uh, I don't believe that you do this, but did you uh, have friends that would, like, put things on their Pop-Tarts when they would eat them? Like, uh, I've seen that on, like, TV shows, but no. Yeah, I had I, a friend I, that would, like, toast them and then, like, smear butter on them and stuff. Like, that's extra fat. <laughs> it is, but, I mean, he liked it. Uh, I did have another Sonic thought I was going to talk about. Um, Go on. Uh, which is the tachos. Did you try the tachos? I didn't. I'm not a big tater tot guy, you know. Yeah, me neither, really. But they they were good. They could have been cheesier. Um, I feel like if you, I routinely get the uh, cheese tots, and uh, those are very cheesy. And then I feel like this had some cheese, and then you've got the cheese sauce on there too. But it was overall less cheese than you would get on that. Now it had giant hunks of bacon, and not like Ooh. just these are bacon bits. Like this is like we cut up. <laughs> hey guys, we cut up some bacon and put on here. Um, and then you got jalapenos it comes with uh, diced onions but I always get it without that which is the other thing about ordering with a fast food app is that it's easy to customize that's true I realize that I like to get sausage toaster add bacon so (laughs) you get bacon sausage it's lovely sounds like a similar sandwich that I ate at Wendy's which now has breakfast and I transitions went and did some research Wendy's is like trans fats yeah (laughs) Uh, Wendy's, for reference, is like a 20-minute drive from my house. Like, it's not close. It's close as a lunch place because I work in that area, but it will never be convenient for breakfast, so I had the day off and was like, well, I'm going to dedicate some time to this shit, which they took forever, so I dedicated like an hour to this shit. (laughs) So, yeah, I don't know if this is my location or if it's like, hey, we're rolling out this big thing, so we're busy, but like, I got there like after 8 a.m. and the lobby wasn't open, which I was already like, there was a line and I was like, I'm going to go in the lobby and cut through all this drive through shit. I might as well just eat here. I think I'm going to eat here. Why not? I don't have anything to do. And I tried to open the door and it was locked. And it's like, that's why not. I'll get back in the car. <laughs> so I had to go <laughs> get in line. further back in the line. <laughs> yeah. So I don't, I don't know if that was like, uh, you know, because we're just rolling this out, you know, or maybe it's just going to be drive through open for breakfast or maybe it's something about the location, whatever. But the point is I had to wait forever. But then when I got the food and, you know, they have a pretty pretty diverse uh breakfast menu i had a lot of time to look at it while i was waiting in line um they have everything from you know biscuits to croissants to sandwiches and uh also things like biscuits and gravy and something called like an oatmeal bar was on there um i'm sure people are going to be into the frosty chino is a thing but i don't do coffee so that's not for me um if you guys just want to give me a milkshake with my breakfast that's fine but (laughs) keep the fucking coffee out of it breakfast baconator that's a thing right i got a breakfast that where you're going with this okay yes i got a breakfast baconator i got a uh honey butter chicken biscuit and i got that's some the of their... thing my wife wanted to try yeah 
Yeah. And I got some of their, they do seasoned potatoes, they call them, as their breakfast thing, which those were good. They were basically like Cajun fries, um, mm. but like in a steak fry form, you know, it's like wider <laughs> and flatter. Um, but they were still crispy. And I, I actually liked them a lot because I, you know, I said a minute ago, not into tater tots, not into hash browns. Um, Are we approaching so, like a tater log situation or? They're not that big. Okay. I'd say like about the size of like your thumb. You know, hmm, okay, bunch okay, of those okay. in like a little cup, but they were tasty, you know, and, and a breakfast side dish. I don't really know what to do with that a lot of the times because fast food places, it's always some sort of hash brown and I'm not into that. Unrelated to the rest of this, uh, there's free sausage biscuits at the Hardee's tomorrow. Uh, another place that's not a convenient breakfast, <laughs> but for free. Oh, nah. also, you don't have to go to work till nine. You've got all kinds of time. It's way less time than you think when I have to get a toddler to school first and then get ready Fair enough. Um, but yeah, the nice, I wrote a whole paragraph on my phone of <laughs> info <laughs> okay. here because you know, my wife wanted to know what my thoughts were. And so I have all kinds of bullet points. Um, but yeah, the, uh, uh, the breakfast, something that intrigued me that I didn't get, but the breakfast, uh, croissants and stuff have Swiss cheese on them instead of like American, which I thought hmm. sounded good. But, uh, the honey butter chicken biscuit was very, it was, it was enjoyable. Uh, it was very sweet. I, I, I did enjoy the honey on it, but it is just like. You know, your basic, like, out-of-the-freezer chicken disc, you know? It's not, like... Mm -hmm. It's not as good as their chicken sandwiches, and it's certainly not on par with, like, the Chick-fil-A Popeye's situation. Um, And while the honey on it was good, I would want something, like, spicy in there. If there was a spicy honey butter chicken biscuit, I'd be into Mm -hmm. that, but Mm -hmm. there wasn't. It was just kind of sweet, and I would have liked another flavor to mix that up. It was good, and the breakfast Baconator was also good, which had mayo on it, which I didn't see coming, you know? But uh, it wasn't a bad idea, you know, because we get all those salty meats on there. There was a little extra, like... Is it is it mayo? Because I thought it was supposed to have some sort of, like, uh, Swiss cheese sauce on there that's, like, a white... It looked but, like uh, mayo. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it was definitely white and creamy, um, and it was not a ton of it. And, and there was also just, like, a slice of cheese and, like, egg and bacon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Honey butter chicken biscuit has a nice uh, ring to it. You got all those like it does. words, multi, you know, two syllable words with the emphasis on the first syllable in each one, like honey mm. butter chicken biscuit. Like, honey yep. butter, you know what else is a very musical thing to it is the triple Rubber double crunch wrap. Well, that too, triple yeah. double crunch wrap box. Uh, triple double crunch wrap box. It's got a it's nice little, you know, mus- musicality know it to it. Oh, it doesn't. I made that up. It's to the tune of uh, <laughs> Tennessee Flat Top Box by Johnny Cash, but triple double crunch wrap. It also works for like, if you want to dance with me. The, All know, right, then. <laughs> triple double crunch wrap box. I can't order it without up. doing it that way. Taco like. Bell jingles. Please do that in a drive-thru. <laughs> I need a uh, cheesy gordita crunch and a uh, triple double crunch wrap Oh, lordy. I mean, don't act like it's not musical. Anyway, proceed with your bullets. I think I got through them all. They also had a, a maple bacon chicken sandwich. Um, the maple kind? Which I, I didn't get, but they they did a, a version of that as a non-breakfast thing in the past. It was I think I, if I had previously had the maple bacon chicken sandwich, this was like a maple bacon chicken croissant or something. But works. I wasn't too into like the maple. Like It wasn't just straight up syrup on there, but it was some kind of maple flavored something and it wasn't that great to me so i didn't bother with it this time around but overall i approve of the wendy's breakfast and i would uh try it again if i had one close to me but i'm not gonna go out of my way to do it again so (laughs) you know 
worth checking out, but maybe not commuting 20 minutes to do so. Fair enough. But, uh, you know, starting my day with like 1,500 calories was fun. (laughs) It's the only way to do it. You're going to walk them off. It's no big deal. I didn't that day. I had the day off. (laughs) I went home and watched DuckTales, and then I ate three hot dogs for lunch. (laughs) Well, okay. Never mind. It was a good day. Then I drove to Memphis. Nice. Got some Cheesecake Factory. I did, yeah. That was also good. Guess that's all I got talking snack-wise, unless you got something else. I mean, I brought it up with the chicken sandwiches, but in our hiatus, the whole fucking Chick-fil-A Popeyes thing went down, so. Yeah, I never I never tried one of the Popeyes ones, but. Did you uh, ever try to and, you know, they were already sold out or whatever? No, Popeyes is not really a place I ever think about going. Like, I like it, but it's just yeah. never. There are things about being a man I don't know how to do. <laughs> one of them is how to order chicken. Like, I know how to get. <laughs> We don't have time to unpack all of that. <laughs> Go on. Well, I don't. I don't know how to order chicken. I don't know about how many pieces you need or darks or lights or what. I don't know. I don't know how to do. I don't know how to order chicken. So I don't go to Popeyes because I'm afraid. The I, only time I've ever gone to Popeyes was the time me and you walked there in Dallas because we couldn't find anywhere else to eat. Oh yeah, that happened. That was like, the, we thought there was going to be a bunch of food up that hill, and there was fucking nothing. <laughs> We're not going to walk anymore, so we'll just go to this damn Popeyes. If you're near the Dallas Zoo, uh, there's nothing within walking distance except a fucking or, Popeyes. Unless we zigged when we should have zagged, and all the food was down the hill instead of up the hill. I don't know. but Maybe. Forgot all about that. Um, but no, I, I had a couple of the Popeye's chicken sandwiches. Apparently, like, we didn't have any issues down here. I feel like we got them first, and then they continued making them, like, after the promotion was over with. So, like, they're just a thing here and have been for a while. But they are very tasty, and we don't have a Chick-fil-A. So, like, I am by default on one side versus the other on this one. But also, like, brand wars and Twitter bullshit and waiting outside in line and making up news stories about this shit is all dumb. And, like, it's right. all just pushing a fucking brand which is we talk about brands all the goddamn time on this podcast so maybe i'm not the one to tell this but also fuck brands and fuck corporate twitters and all this I mean, dumb waiting, shit waiting in line for anything is bullshit like no that's why we use apps <laughs> well that and like you know i won't wait in line for gas i will you know drive to however many other people look for cheap gas i just look for places where there's not a line like yep i don't have time for that the other i i realize now that i brought up there are things about being a man i don't understand one of the disorder and chicken the other one uh, the day i became a man was when i got brave enough to go buy my own donuts <laughs> lucky Which, you um, i have to get donuts all the time and it's hard no it was, i've only done it once because then the place the tornado happened and it didn't survive um oh. <laughs> this story has a sad part in the middle but um but i went but and ignore I'd that never, while we about silly i woke shit. up like super early on a saturday and i was like i'm gonna do it today's the day i'm gonna go try to buy donuts like i'm gonna figure out how to do this and like they have a massive oh, i have menu. another story related to this as well um but anyway so i, I had to get donuts um but then I apparently got them wrong because my wife wanted the uh, the cake donuts and I didn't get those. Oh, uh, those suck. Uh, Fuck those. She's wrong. Uh, she likes them. But also she doesn't know anything about fresh donuts anyway because no one in her house gets up before, you know, 1030 or 11. <laughs> so they're just getting whatever's left anyway. Um, anyway, though, the uh, the third thing in the I don't know how to be a man th- uh, trilogy um, was my wife sent me to go buy stamps once at the post office. And, yeah. Like. 
I should have talked to you first, but didn't. And so like I <laughs> went in and I was like, I, I need to get stamps. And the guy was like, uh, well, you came to the right place. <laughs> I was like, okay, how do I get them? And he was like, well, how many do you want? And I held up a 10 and went, I have this much money. <laughs> well, you probably handled it the best way possible. I have this much money. <laughs> And so then he helped me and gave me some number of stamps. He could have given me two. I'd have been like, all right. That's all Here you, you get. go. <laughs> Boy, these are getting expensive. <laughs> yeah, I would have had no idea. I never bought stamps before. Probably won't buy them again. Like, any, uh, anything would have worked. For, he could have pocketed all that. Like, oh, yeah, that'll get you two stamps. For some context for this story, everyone, I'm a mailman, so if you weren't aware of that, you now are. I had a lady ask me, like, the price of stamps went up and was like, I don't know how much they are now. Do you know how much? And I just said a number because I had no fucking idea. (laughs) It's like, I don't pay attention to this shit. I mail, like, two things a month, and my wife usually buys the stamps, which, by the way, you can buy stamps at the grocery store, which is where I normally do it. But there's not a grocery store in t- well there is but i don't know if they have stamps uh in town and you then, could ask <laughs> that might could, make you but, be more of a man no there's i know there's a post office in town like they're gonna have the stamps you can also order them online but that requires some forward planning right. we, we Am- needed stamps that day <laughs> you, though you can't amazon prime that shit to your house <laughs> right now we uh we do very little mailing we pay all our bills online um, right so there's we don't ever mail things if we can help it. So that hints being out of stamps. Right. Now why she sent me, I don't remember, but I think I guess I was out doing something else and I'm like, yeah, I'll oh. buy stamps. I can do that. Uh, okay well let me go through a few things quickly here um i avoid kfc because i don't know how to order a bucket of chicken either but popeyes is a much more like meal bait they have combo meals like it's easy kfc might too but i know i know popeyes does um i don't even remember what your second thing was and uh donuts oh <coughs> uh, yeah donuts you said you buy frequently like why yeah, you buy so many donuts because kelsey likes them and she doesn't leave the house i have to go do all these things so <laughs> oh i thought it was a that it was a work thing like you had like no, a donut well, rotation at work or something fuck like, no it's your turn to buy the donuts no 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 um and then uh, I had a similar thing with mail because, like, my wife had to ship a thing, and but she was going to print the label here because it was, like, an eBay thing she sold or something. And this is already out of my depth, uh, <laughs> even though despite despite my job position, you'd think I might Your have some knowledge. Your job is just to deliver it. You don't know how the exactly. sausage is made. Like. And so, like, I, to clarify, I also think this was the day I called in sick or something. <laughs> so oh, then no. she says, like, I uh, I need you to go by the post office and to get a prior or uh, a flat rate envelope. And then I need to write an uh, address on everything on that, and I'll ship it off tomorrow. And I was like, okay, so do I buy it? And she's like, no, they're just there. You pay for it when you pay for postage. All you have to do is walk in and grab a thing and walk out. And I did, and it felt like I was committing a crime. <laughs> did you, did, did you like, sing your own, like, uh, uh, what's his name? Cronk? Shit. Cronk, yeah. All I could think of was Gronk, and then I figured like he probably does that too, like when he's running down the field. One mission: get this form and get back out, and you're, you know, but don't get noticed because you're on your day off. 
Anyway, so we learned, I'm glad we got the Disney shit out of the way on this one and learned a lot more about being a man and, uh, you know, gators in the classroom and all kinds of shit. We were all over the place on this one. This is a potpourri-ass podcast. (laughs) Ass potpourri is not (laughs) pleasant. Uh, Is it ass-scented or is it potpourri in an ass? Because I pictured one and then the other. Uh, We should probably go. So... If you're still with us, thanks again for listening. Yeah, we appreciate it. And, you know, if you want to send us comments, reviews, all these things, uh, we would appreciate it. We we need attention. Clearly. <laughs> and therapy, it sounds like. Possibly. But uh, anyway, I'm Jake. Okay, well, and then I'm Dustin. And we'll see you next time uh, on the Dudes Watch Disney Podcast. Dudes. Dudes. Hey guys, thanks again for listening to another episode of the Dudes Watch Disney Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, and if you're looking for things to listen to right now, as I imagine a lot of people are, we've got a pretty good sized back catalog now. We've reviewed the first 23 Disney animated pictures, as well as several bonus episodes in between, and you can find all of that at soundcloud.com slash dudeswatchdisney. And you can also look out for new episodes by following us on Twitter at DisneyDudesPC. We also want to hear from you. If you're like me, if you got kids, you probably are spending a lot of this time watching all kinds of Disney movies. And we'd love to hear your opinions on them. And you can tell us what you think about them. Think if, if you think our reviews of them were trash or if you're looking forward to some of our other reviews. Or, hey, why'd you say this? You're so full of shit. And I'll be like, that was like four years ago. I don't remember what I said. Shoot us an email at DudesWatchDisney at gmail.com. As you may have guessed, uh, like a lot of things, our recording schedule... Uh, is a little bit out of whack right now um, with everything that's going on, but we hope to keep getting episodes out to you. Our next main time releases are going to be big mega episodes. We've got Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin coming up, potentially the two greatest back-to-back Disney movies ever made. So look forward to that uh, whenever we get to them, which is hopefully soon. Um, Until then, stay safe out there, stay home, and I've got nothing else to say, so y'all have a nice day. Bye.